Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast version of the Anti-Hero Clinic newsletter. Listen, I'm testing this new thing out on Substack, and I think if it works out, it's going to be really cool. Uh, just to bring you guys in, for those of you that may be the first time, first hearers. Um, so what we're trying to do on the Antihero Clinic newsletter, or just Antihero Clinic in general, is to explore personal redemption through the power of storytelling. And what the Antihero Clinic seeks to do is to help you move from your shameful past to a meaningful life, right? So it's really from shame to honor, being able to regain your um, sense of purpose once again. So uh, let's just go right into the first one here. And uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take from my first post and just do it in audio form just to get a feel for how this will work out. And I mean, hey, if you guys like it, I'll continue doing um, podcast episodes like these. And so the first episode is entitled, How to Face the Thoughts That Never Leave You. How to Face the Thoughts That Never Leave You. Well, I believe that we all have at least one pervasive, pesky thought that will bother us for life until we actually address it. And it's not just any ordinary thought. It's a thought that needs to become an idea. And then this idea must be turned into action in order to release you from its inevitable harassment if you try to ignore it. So let's break this down. What's a thought? A thought is a, a, a reactive occurrence. It's a mental impression inspired by anything. That could be a conversation, movie, trip, sleep, a traumatic event. And a thought is different from an idea. An idea is a semi-proactive occurrence. So it's a collection of thoughts as a result of active or passive thinking. And that's why we call it a semi-proactive occurrence. And that's why uh, an idea is symbolized as the light bulb suddenly turning on in your head. You know, you don't control the switch, but your process of thinking has helped to flip it on. So what's an action? Well, an action is the bridge between making your idea become a reality, and then the reality is the fulfillment of your idea. Okay, so those are four principles that we're working on, that we're working with, a thought, an idea, an action, and the reality. So let me give you a simple example. Um, here's a thought. I'm hungry. Here's an idea. I should eat lunch. Here's an action. I make and I eat a sandwich. The reality well, I just ate lunch. And so what happens if you ignore the pervasive thought? Well, here's what I'll tell you. This is what won't happen. So let's take the same steps again, the thought, idea, action, reality, but now let's turn it into uh, a meaningful example for what won't happen if you choose to ignore the pervasive thought. Number one, you ignore the thought. Number two, subsequently, the idea is not illuminated. Number three, the action is never taken and then number four, the reality is null. Now, you remember, this is what doesn't happen. And also remember that an idea is a collection of thoughts. And the original thought is not a normal mental impression. Remember, it's persistent. It's pesky. And since this thought is resilient, it will keep nudging you. And so as a result, this one persistent thought becomes a collection of pesky pesky thoughts that form an idea without your consent. <laughs> so it forces the light bulb to go on whether you want it to or not. And now uh, at this point, you're challenged to bridge the gap between the idea and now its reality. So an ultimatum has been thrusted. It has been issued to you. Either you act on the idea or abandon the idea altogether.
But here's the problem with them by abandoning the idea. The idea never abandons you, all right? These swarm of persistent thoughts are like bees that buzz through your throughout your lifetime. And the more you swat at them, the more they sting. So you might even get skillful at ignoring the looming idea, but every once in a while, an, an external occurrence, which is a person or it can be an event, it either inadvertently or intentionally reminds you of your fearful avoidance. So let me let me share it with you this way. This is actually what happens when you decide to ignore the thought. Number one, you ignore it, right? Number two, the thoughts multiply and persist, which force the idea. Number three, the action is now an ultimatum. And number four, reality is pending. Now, has this ever happened to you? Well, it's happened to me. Here's mine. Number one, here's the thought. A shameful past prevents many people from moving forward. I think a lot of us have had this thought before, but for me, it has formed into number two, which is an idea. Help others redeem their honor. Number three for me is the action. Well, okay, Chris, create a map, create content and a safe space to help others. And then number four is the reality. People will rise above their past to live again with purpose. Well, I took action by creating the anti-hero's journey, and this has been my pesky, pervasive thought that has challenged me to do something bigger than myself, right? It's it's going on eight years since the anti-hero's journey has evolved from a loose concept based on Samson's story to a seven-step paradigm, which we I considered the Samson 7, and uh, or I coined the Samson 7, and then it became a registered trademark, formerly known as Gazamin. Uh, and then it formed into an online mini library with ebooks and automated emails to then a name change, Antihero's Journey. And then it turned into a failed attempt at an online community, which I can call the uh, Antihero Circle. And then it became a master's thesis and degree. I actually, guys, I did graduate by creating and developing the Antihero's Journey, then now applying it to my master's program to now what it's considered or what I consider it as is an online clinic. Now, at one point, I thought that this was going to be uh, uh, my life's work and pursuit, like Joseph Campbell. Um, for those of you who know who Joseph Campbell is, I was going to dedicate my life to deeply understanding the monument, the hero's journey. And, and that's uh, what Joseph Campbell is, is, uh, is known for. But I was going to take that and then synthesize my own neo-monomyth, which I would consider the anti-hero's journey to transform lives. But guys, listen, life happens. Priority shift. And new skills are developed and passions also diverge. And so ever since I, I birthed my non-literary version of the anti-hero process, it has always managed to pop up in my life. It's, if, it's, if it's not because of me, it's because of someone who heard me at a conference or came across something I shared online and they insist I keep the anti-hero idea alive. You know, I've pulled the plug on the anti-hero website at least three or four times in the last decade, guys. But somehow there's something that keeps prompting me not to let it go. And I feel as if... If I revive Antihero again, I must do something amazing with it. You know, the, the Antihero Clinic must become a nonprofit. And this actually was the idea once upon a time. It must change lives by the thousands. It must be monetizable and its value must be validated by some sort of market acceptance ratio. You know, go big or go home. And this, my friends, is why the Antihero is not, or sorry, this is why it, it actually has lost its momentum time and again. Right. I kept trying to leverage my idea as some entrepreneurial effort instead of continuing to use the little that I did have to help others with it. Not every idea is scalable. 
Not every idea is monetizable or even a ministry. Sometimes your nagging ideas are there to help those around you. That's it. And if it grows into something amazing, then that's an added bonus. Now, do you remember the pesky idea uh, process? There's a thought, there's an idea, there's an action, and there's a reality. Well, what I ended up doing was trying to make the reality greater than the idea instead of focusing on the immediate simple actions right in front of me. See, nothing is wrong with dreaming big, but that doesn't happen in the reality stage. It happens with the pesky idea you've already been avoiding. And chances are you've been running from it because it's already big enough. So here's a note on your dreams. I'm not saying to kill your dream. In fact, the pervasiveness of this thought acts more like a dream than the conscious passion that you want to pursue. I mean, think about it. When you dream, it's typically based on the thoughts and experiences you've encountered or focused while awake. But when you sleep, you don't control your dreams just as much as you can't control that pesky thought. So perhaps the pervasive thought is actually your dream. Now let that sink in. But maybe you're not ready to treat your pervasive thought as a dream. Uh, then here's what you should do. Treat it as a hobby instead. And understand that hobbies weren't designed to make you money. Hobbies are an expense. It's not your job. And, and consider this job. A job equates to the time you put in for work. And neither jobs nor hobbies are an enterprise because an enterprise eventually produces a greater return than the money you've invested. And um, I like this idea and this concept, and you guys can see it in the written version by David C. Baker's book, uh, by David C. Baker in his book, uh, the, the Business of Expertise. It's an amazing book. And so what I've chosen to do, guys, is I've chosen to treat my anti-hero clinic as a hobby. And if I'm asked to speak at an event, which I've already been uh, asked to do so, uh, I may make some money from the engagement, but it's still in the expense column. It's the cost of my time. So I might come up with a revamped and groundbreaking paradigm for the anti-hero's journey, but it's still a hobby. I might develop a sizable reading audience from using a Substack or Anchor, and, and I now, uh, which I now believe are more appropriate platforms for this idea to thrive. But even still, this is a hobby, guys. It's a hobby that helps other people. And if I can wrap my head around anti-hero being an expense, I'll budget my time and money more accordingly and reframe my thinking to enjoy doing the work for the sake of the work. And no, this is not even a ministry because ministries, I consider ministries not as hobbies. See, a ministry requires a level of dedication, you know, a level of time, energy, and investment, and accountability to other people for the service you're choosing to render. And at this point in my time, or at this point in my life, I, I'm not holding myself accountable to, to others for something that is now at the hobby level. And that's okay. That's okay unless the pesky thoughts start demanding more of me. But if you can take that pesky idea that's been bothering you and, and you treat it as a passion project or hobby that you can pick up and put down whenever you want, you'll be fine. However, this is key, guys. Don't expect to reap the rewards from building a strong community or stream of revenue. If you're looking for that, then I'd suggest you take it a step further and apply some discipline to the hobby. Turn it into a serious hobby by being consistent and sharing your work. Here's how you do that. You do that by choosing to dedicate a certain amount of time per week or month, commit to that time, share your work with someone, and then let it go until the next time. That's it. So here's a question for the day. Uh, what's your pesky thought? Here's another question, I guess. <laughs> Are you ready to embrace it?
All right, guys. So that's it. I hope that this was a this was a a good first run for a podcast. I didn't even realize that we actually hit twelve minutes. Um, so, anywho, uh, if you like this, uh, you know, just feel free to um, drop a comment or you know, just kind of give any feedback. And uh, I think this is something that I would really love to to kind of mix in. I believe that Substack's uh, podcasting feature is in beta version, so uh, we'll see how that also works as well. But uh, so far, I think that uh, it's been a pretty smooth process. All right, guys, see you in the next episode.